Welcome to the Alad Pod, an online town hall program designed to bring our government back to you. I'm your host, Alad Gross. I'm a civil rights attorney and educator right here in Missouri. I love our state and our country, so let's talk about ways to make them even better. On this episode, we are joined by State Representative Michael Burton of the Fighting 92nd District, located in South St. Louis County in the Afton area. Representative Burton was well known for his community organizing effort to save Tower T, a local landmark and tradition. Now he's a state representative, and we talk about how he's taking his advocacy on behalf of Missourians to a whole new level. Representative Burton, are you here? I am here. Oh, we got you. Well, thanks so much for coming. Really appreciate having you. Uh, and thanks for taking the time to, to come on with all of us today. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm a big fan. And, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I've been following the work that you've been doing for, for some time now. And I know a lot of folks, especially in the Afton area, uh, are familiar with your work. And that's why uh, they voted for you. So you're in office now. Uh, but I guess could you tell us, um, you know, a, a little bit about your district um, and really what the job of a state representative is for folks who aren't as familiar? Sure. So my district is South St. Louis County. I represent, it's District 92, and I represent Afton, Lakeshire, Concord, and Grantwood Village. And um, there's 163 of us in the House of Representatives that um, represent districts from all over Missouri. And uh, South St. Louis County, the majority of it is in Afton, is, is who I represent. Yeah. So Afton, Afton for those, for I mean, I, that's probably the biggest concentration of folks in your um, in your district. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and did I mean why? What made you like? I mean, you know, folks are are talking. We're talking about state government. We've got a lot of folks who you know. We talk about Congress, we talk about president, we talk about sometimes governor if we're, you know, we're lucky. Uh, but you, you're in uh, the state legislature for the state of Missouri. What drew you to wanting to be there? Like, what, what was the draw? Because, you know, I, 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 think, I think you and I agree on this. We want a lot more folks to be involved in government. And unfortunately, a lot of folks don't know as much about their local government as we might know about what's happening nationally. Uh, but what, what got you there? Well, the... The first thing that got me there is Doug Beck, who held the seat before, um, called me and asked me to run for the seat. And I told him to, you know, let me think about it. And uh, I'm not quite sure. This is not kind of where I saw my life, the direction of my life heading. I said, let me think about it. And uh, I had a couple other people call me and, and, and ask me uh, to really consider it. And after about six months, I decided I was going to go ahead and do it. Um, because you're, you're absolutely right. You know, we pay attention to, you know, our national politics and we pay attention to our, our local politics, like our county councils, our municipalities. And, you know, we see that in the paper and on the local news. And, you know, if we watch Fox News or CNN, we see our national, you know, uh, the national candidates and news. But we don't really pay attention to the to the state politics. And um, and nobody should feel bad about that because I was the exact same way and I could tell you very little just a few years ago. So you, you shouldn't feel bad about that at all. Um, but it's important that we focus on our state politics because 
these are the things that, you know, really make a difference in your life. Um, so um, I was asked to run for this seat, and eventually uh, I decided I was going to go ahead and do it. And now that I'm in it, I love it, and I'm so glad that um, I was convinced to do it. And it's, it's a really uh, remarkable process. Yeah. I mean, it seems like, you know, I mean, it, it's this is your first session, but it sure seemed like based on, you know, a lot of the stuff that you share online that, uh, you know, you really do take a joy in that public service. And, you know, you see you like, you know, posting pictures with folks on, you know, who are Republicans in different districts and, and really kind of making <laughs> those connections and and, you know, having having some fun with it, too, which I think is something that unfortunately is missing from politics a lot is, you know, we're really at each other a lot. We're, we're not really finding those common grounds. But it seems like that's something that, that you really enjoy doing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I ran on that. I ran on working across the aisle. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, it's... I don't, I don't really hate any of these people. It's easy to get cynical and, and, um, and to really kind of demonize the other side. Uh-huh. And... I, I just don't have it in me to do that. And um, we're all people, and we all come from different places. And I was lucky enough to grow up in a certain way where I had all these experiences where I had the mind frame that I do. So another representative from rural Missouri, I don't, I don't demonize him. I try to, you know, in some ways I feel bad for them. And so I try to just slowly bring them, you know, on my side and... Um, the reality is, is that the, the Missouri Democrats, we're in the super minority. So in order for us to get what we want to get accomplished, we're going to have to work with people on the other side of the aisle if we want to get what we want to accomplish done. So, and uh, I have some goals. And so I, uh, I, I, I do, you know, make those relationships and, uh, and uh, I've learned a lot. That's for sure. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think the, um, there was a reason, so I've known uh, now he's, state senator Doug Beck, uh, but I've known <laughs> Doug Beck for, for some time. And, uh, you know, he, he calls you uh, and makes that recommendation or, you know, makes that ask really of you to serve. Um, and he, you know, he takes that very seriously. I know he very much cares about uh, the community and, and finding somebody to represent that community means a lot to him. Uh, there is a reason why you were asked. Uh, obviously, before all of this, you were very involved uh, in your community, and you were doing some amazing things. And I think some folks uh, probably know you more from that than from your work as a state representative. Hopefully, at the end of all of this, they'll figure out the whole thing and put it all together. <laughs> uh, but uh, could you tell us a little bit about the the work that you were doing? I mean, there was a moment there where you you just said, you know, you like so many folks, you weren't very involved in local government. You weren't even very knowledgeable about how it really worked. Uh, but through you know, kind of the work that you were doing in your community, you saw the importance of that. Uh, so could you tell us a little bit about, you know, the story, the origin story of, of where uh, Michael Burke, sure. the politician, came sure. from? <laughs> <laughs> Elected <laughs> official, not politician. Yes. There you go. Yeah, I always say that, too. People would call me that all the time when I was running it. I'm like, oh, man, it's weird. But, yeah, I, I, I was know. in a town hall the other day, and someone was like, you're a politician. And I was like, it was the first time it was put right in my face. So I consider myself an elected official. But um, uh, basically, I, I grew up in Afton, and there was this really old, and, and it's coming back now, uh, historic uh, driving range golf course called Tower T that Bob Hope had played at and Johnny Carson had played at. 
and it was there for 55 years. I grew up, you know, walking down the street uh, with my dad and hitting a bucket of balls there. And um, in Afton, it was just kind of like the, the character of the community. It was this family-friendly place. And at the time, I was living in California, and I heard that they wanted to um, tear it all down and build 150 houses. And I was like, hold up. This is a bad idea. This is a really bad idea for many reasons. And so I just started to make phone calls. And I just made a lot of phone calls and uh, got a lot of advice to start going to county council meetings. And uh, started going to county council meetings and they kind of told me, well, one of the county council members told me, Michael, you keep coming here, but you need to start getting more people here. Mm-hmm. So I started to go door to door and put little flyers on people's doors and, and started to carpool people into the county council meetings. Because it's, it's tough when you're in unincorporated St. Louis County to right. get people to go to Clayton. Um, but we started going week after week, and I just kept going. And uh, it lasted 18 months. And it was taking on the largest housing developer in Missouri. And it was, uh, it was quite the fight. But um, we did it, and and Tower T is now going to open, reopen in, in a few months, and it is going to be one of the most like incredible facilities, like way way more amazing than I ever imagined it to be. So that's kind of how the community got to know me. Is you know I was like I went door to door selling yard signs for you know and, and got yard signs out, and so like I'm known as like the Save Tower T guy, mm-hmm. and then. Um, uh, and then people know me, and now they've uh, elected me to be their state representative. So that's that's kind of how I got into this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tower T, by the way, on a personal note, man, oh, I, boy, I, can't I, even, this I can't even count how many times I've been there, man. I was just so, oh I was so thrilled. I took, you know what, I drove my wife right by there. Oh, it was a few, you know, during, you know, pandemic stuff, and you're not really going out too much, you know, just driving around and... Uh, she, she actually, uh, grew up in Florida. She's been here for a while. Uh, but you know, she doesn't know all of these things. You know, if you're born here and you're born in St. Louis, you know, everybody's like, Oh, where'd you go to high school? All that kind of stuff. But there's, you know, there's like an ingrained understanding. And for some reason, like you, and I was literally thinking about it cause I live pretty close to a Ted Drews right now. It's like, I associate you and the work that you did, like as, as important and essential to St. Louis as like Ted Drews is, which is why I always get hungry whenever I've like, oh, sort of brings up Representative Burton. So it's 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 te- uh, t- Tower T meant like it's like all the kids go there. Um, you know, parents are always there with kids. If you ever played like softball leagues in the summer and your swing was really bad and you had to go fix it, Tower T is the place you went. And you know, it just it had such a meaning. And uh, uh, you know, I'm sure you hear these kind of stories all the time, and you shared so many of them with the county council. Um, that I think, you know, folks kind of realized the importance of it. Um, and through your organizing work, um, you know, you really brought a community together around, around this thing that's become such a symbolic piece of growing up there. And mm-hmm. I, I just think that's really cool. Not only do I think it's really cool, but it's something that I think is really the future of, and it's really the past too, but it should be the future of what 
organizing and political work in Missouri should look like. You know, I, I, there was a comment that came through here, um, and it was right as you were talking about uh, the supermajority, but it says, it's from Amy, uh, one can only work with a party that wants to work with us. Supermajority does its will on us. And, yeah, I mean, that's hard. Like, when you have uh, one party that's, you know, way in power and they can pretty much do anything they want, there's not that much accountability from, you know, another side. There's not that much balance uh, like we've had before in Missouri. And, you know, a lot of folks have kind of thought about how do we come back and bring that balance and get more folks from different parties elected. I really think it's through kind like the kind of community work that you are doing where you get folks really energized about their community, about some issue, and you help them get to that point where now they're bringing more people in, they're doing something for their community, and eventually those are wonderful people that you want to call and say, hey, have you considered running for office? I just think, I mean, I think your story is just such a great model for what we should be doing throughout the rest of the state, and it's something that I've been well, working on personally. And, so, and, and I also want to point out that you know, I've 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 said this a couple times that, and and the way that I kind of always looked at it is, you know, even if we lost Tower T, I still would have been okay with it, hmm. um, because we gave it our all, we fought yeah. as much as we possibly could. So I mean, it's easy for me to say that now, of course, but right. that's okay. that's kind of the mind frame. I mean, when I was first starting, I was going door to door and saying. And this, granted, this is a, a very bad strategy. I wouldn't encourage it. But I, I would say, I think we have a 4% chance of saving this place. And they were like, okay, 4% chance. Because everybody tells you, you know, it's a done deal. You're wasting your time. Uh, and, and I was like, no, we have a 4% chance of saving this place. And, and that percentage kept growing. But even if we lost it, I still would have been okay. Because we, we fought like hell. And we gave it our all. And, and it was also kind of cool because that was a way that I met the community and learned about other things that are concerning them. And so some of those things that I learned back in, you know, 2018, things that I'm fighting for now, because mm -hmm. I learned them back then. Right. So, um, but it's, it's, uh, it's, been, it's been quite a journey for sure. Mm -hmm. What, you know, I guess for other folks who are, you know, they've got an issue, and I've seen this all over the state, right, from, like, saving your local animal shelter to, uh, you know, helping a group of kids fundraise for something to uh, we just had a great example in um, uh, uh, Livingston County of a group of folks who got together and, uh, you know, even took some legal action, too. They organized folks uh, against, um, you know, one of these factory farms, and they were successful. And so, I mean, from... I guess from your experience, you know, you, you went through it. Uh, you started out with a 4% chance and you made something out of it. Uh, but, you know, it was you and, and everybody else, right? Just you doing that would have only gone so far. You had to bring other folks in. I mean, obviously you've learned a whole lot through that. Uh, but what what is something that you think, you know, before you started, like you were on, you were here, and then you went from, from this position to all of a sudden being super active and doing all these things, what what is it one I guess that got you to that point uh, but then two what what do you think would have 
you know, obviously you went through it, but what do you think would have made it easier for you to move to that point? Like, I'm sure there were times where you're just like, man, this is nuts. Like, what am I doing? There's going to be a whole lot of work. Uh, but like something that would have maybe helped you or, or like, at least if you're seeing like somebody else in that position who might be willing, like, ah, oh, this is just too much. What do you think would have helped somebody like in that position move forward with, I, with an effort like I, this? I, I don't know if I can say that there's anything that would have helped me in that in that situation mm-hmm. what i would say for anybody thinking about doing something like that is just make lots of phone calls just make tons and tons of phone calls and whenever they say okay well i can't really help you out i don't think i'm the person to call um say okay well who do you think that i should call mm-hmm. who do you think give me this information i mean you know there was that that situation was so complex in so many different ways that i was calling so many different people, um, as far as, you know, environmental agencies and also, you know, public office holders and, um, and local officials and everything that it's not something that that's necessarily just going to be there to help you. Um, you've got to make that promise to yourself that you're going to see it out to the end. And I had told myself, I was like, you know what, until I see bulldozers, rolling down Higgy Road, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep going. And there's a lot of times, honestly, that, you know, I, I felt like, you know, all hope is lost. I mean, especially towards yeah. the end. They, they, you know, they, they basically purchased the, the property without it being rezoned, which is unheard of. Mm. And they slapped up their, you know, housing developer sign on there. And, and, uh, um, and, and it, it was tough. But you make that promise to yourself, and you just keep going until the very end. Um, mm-hmm. And so you try to get that mind framed, and you also try to get help. People are willing to help if you're willing to ask for it. And, and so that's what I would, would recommend is just make phone calls and keep making phone calls. And even if you go to a county council meeting and you, and you have a bad week, nobody shows up, and you didn't do well in front of the council, come back the next week. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh man. So I, I guess now, you know, you've since you've gone through the experience where you were, you know, you were going to county council meetings a whole lot. Uh, you know, you were interacting with county council members, you were doing public comment and everything else. Um, how is that? Has that? I mean, I, I would assume like for, from your perspective now, since part of what you do as a state representative is you're interacting with you know, the folks who have elected you, the folks in your district, the folks who, you know, might not have voted for you, but who have issues that they want to bring to you. How, how is that, you know, the, the experience that you had trying to interact with elected officials before you were elected, how has that impacted, I guess, how you deal with folks now when they come to you, you know, with the request or just needing information or needing help? I don't, I don't think that it's affected me that much. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that that experience has affected me that much. Like, I generally like to help people. Yeah. And so if you're someone that likes to help people and you like to fight for the people and you like to fight for what's right, you know, that's, that's kind of built within you. And it's something that um, I kind of had, but I didn't realize I had. Mm-hmm. Kind of, you know. And so people need to realize they might have that inside them that they can get out there and fight. But, you know, the more you talk to people, the better you're going to get at talking to people, the better you're going to get at, at making comments on, on uh, a public forum, 
you know, uh, at the time, the, the county executive said, he goes, you know, I've seen you get better and grow. And so it's just like anything else. You just have yeah. to do it and you end up getting better at it. And and um, and now I'm a I'm, I'm a state representative. So yeah. it's 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 something that that uh, I think there was one time where I said. And Steve, I remember Steve Stanger was sitting there and I looked right at him. He's our previous county executive. That's uh. And I said, I just did it. I just did it. Just did it. And then I thought it was going to last like four months, but it lasted 18 months. You know, I just did it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's, it's interesting. Cause I've had, I mean, I've had the opportunity to talk to a lot of folks um, you know, in, in somewhat of a similar, but right where they're, they're, they're in the middle of something, they see that something wrong is happening and they want to fix it. And oftentimes, you know, the first thing that you think of is, oh, but I can't do this or I don't know that, uh, or whatever it is. But I mean, you're, you're so right. Like ask your friends for help, right? That's what they're there for. And, and what's really nice about something like this is that it's not like, you're, you're asking for, for something that's bigger than any one person, right? It's, it's something that so many folks are going to want to be a part of. So, you know, how uh, um, some folks have told to me that I've, I've always taken to heart is you're inviting people to be a part of this with you. And, I mean, look how amazing it is if something like this works out. Or even, you know, even like you said, like even if it didn't work out, just all the building that you did to that point meant so much and it meant so much for everybody there that – I and mean, what a cool thing to be a part of. Why, you know, don't hog it. Like, ask other people to be in there. And uh, right. you sure did. And I think a lot of people respected you for it. I mean, goodness, the comments that are coming in are just all like, oh, we love you, Michael. You're so great. And so, I mean, it's just like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's obviously a great community that you've been able to build around this. And, and that's so important. We do have a question. It's a little bit personal. And I do know that sometimes you haven't had it. Uh, somebody wants to know about the beard. Like what? What's going on? Like, is it is it a thing? Like, what 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 is it? Uh, uh, somebody, I mean, well, apparently they're 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 a big fan, but they just want to know the story behind it if there is one, and there usually is behind a beard like that. Uh, uh, what? What? I, well, I've had a beard for a while. I, I've had a beard even going back years and years and years, and it's come and go. For my yeah. little brother's uh, uh, wedding, I, I got rid of it, but um, right now. Because my like my um, my campaign manager and some other people were like Michael, you gotta get rid of the beard. You gotta get rid of the beard. You, you just have to do it. <laughs> and I, I I trimmed just a little bit at the time. I was like, ah, okay. Uh-huh. But I I've, I've let it go because when I'm on that floor, and I, I wear this, I actually wear this coat every single day. I wear the same coat, and I got this beard, and I'm like, look, I can look like a homeless guy, and I'm still gonna kick your ass every single day. And, um, and so that's kind of my, my thought process behind it is they all have these fancy suits and fancy haircuts. And I'm like, I, I, I can, I can look like this and, uh, and still bring it to you. So that's kind of my thought process behind the beard. Uh, it's been, it's been, uh, it's been fun because a lot of people are confused, but it's just, it's just to kind of, uh, separate myself from all of the other people, you know. Right. But right. next yeah. session, it might not be there. You know, we'll see. Oh, wow. Oh, did you just make some news on the show here? I mean, oh, well, goodness. 
Who knows? I, I always got to keep them guessing. That's my whole. That's my whole thing. Keep them guessing. Yeah, it's it's good. I mean, you know, it's 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 distinct, right? So that folks are like, oh, I know who that guy is from the moment that he's out there, and uh, uh, yeah, it's fun. It's that's fun. That's very like uh, uh, game day mentality, right? I think a lot of a lot of football players might be because of the helmets and the concussions and stuff, but they're all like, oh yeah, we need something like this too. So. Mm-hmm. That's fine. No hate. I think it's great. Heck, I mean, I've had to do stuff like that. I'm not the tallest person in the world, and you've got to embrace that at some point. So, you know, you just kind of run with it, and I look like I'm 12. I've tried to grow uh, something like that. I was the opposite. My campaign manager was like, do something different. And I'm like, I, I really can't. It's, <laughs> it's, it, <laughs> it would take the whole 18 months to get even even something you know, I going, remember. So. I remember when I first started to follow you, and I was like, oh, my God, that guy looks like a kid. I was like, he looks so young. I remember thinking that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I remember that. Yeah, I talked to a few. I've been uh, at my campaign events. I was carded three different times, and uh, <laughs> that was great. I'm like, now nah, I'm actually gonna be speaking in a second. I'm the guy running for. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, that but was. A lot. You good. did such an amazing job. Like, no, thank you. you just. I mean, I just have to say, you were such an inspiration for me in this state. And and you you know that, but I mean, you you were the fact that you went around to all those different rural areas and met with the people and everything that you do with your lawsuits and everything and social media is so inspiring, and and I I just have to say that. Oh well, thank you. I appreciate. It. I had a great time. You know, I I, I think, uh, um, I think, you know, it's it's kind of like a similar understanding, right? I just really appreciated being able to invite other folks to kind of do this thing with me right and uh it was it was a great time heck i i just got i went over and visited my friends over in uh lincoln county the ones who uh i won this flag from uh back on the campaign trail nicole galloway was at that event actually that was a good time uh mm-hmm. and i think i'm going uh well, i have to respond to them but i'm looking at my calendar but i think i'm gonna go visit benton county for a parade so yeah we'll just be nice. going around you know and it, it's nice like there's folks all over who who really want to be a part of you know something that's that's big it's something that that's bringing change and and that's really focused on people and you know i, I think that there's certainly a lot of work that we can do in missouri and uh, that's a great segue to what work do you think that we should be doing in Missouri? So you're a state representative now. Uh, you've been through through session. Uh, you've seen the fun of all of that. And uh, we've got got a few issues, um, you know, some good stuff that's been coming out of uh, out of the legislature and the governor has been a big supporter of. Um, so some good things certainly happening in Missouri. Um, I mean, you got any highlights from, you know, stuff that that you weren't expecting or did expect uh, things that went well, went well, things that we should be watching out for? Well, I mean, just the fact that we got the PDMP bill through, which is the um, prescription drug monitoring program, mm-hmm. was huge. Yeah, I mean that that was a really a really important issue that that senator. Um, it was really interesting. There was one day all the Democrats we were about to get our like class photo. We were all standing in by the rotunda, mm-hmm. and this this woman walked up and she was like, "How are you guys feeling about?" And I forget the number of the Senate bill, and. Uh, we kind of responded to her and I, I leaned over to LaDonna Applebaum and I'm like, wow, that's a really good lobbyist. I'm like, she just really came up to all the Democrats and is just putting it out there. And LaDonna leaned over. She goes, that's a Senator. I was like, Oh, that's her. 
And she'd been working on that monitoring program for nine years. Yeah. Nine years. And yep. she finally got it through. Um, yep. The fact that we got the Wayfair tax through, I think, is, is amazing. Um, we stopped a lot of really bad legislation as far as, you know, Rush Limbaugh Day, Rush Limbaugh Highway, um, uh, all kinds of, um, uh, you know, eliminating um, all, all kinds of different bills that we got stopped. Mm -hmm. um, that the second to last day we left session, there were so many upset Republicans where I was trying to be like, hey, how's it going? I'll see you tomorrow. And they were like, they were not having it. They were yeah. so furious. And on the very final day, same thing. There was so much infighting between the Republicans that, um, uh, and, and the reality is the less that they get passed, the better it is for us. As far mm -hmm. as what we should be doing, um, we have to hit rural Missouri. We have got to have more Democrats in the House. There's 48 of us out of 163. And we have to reach back out, like a lot is done, to rural Missouri and find those seats and flip them. Even if we flipped five or six or seven, that's going to make a huge difference. Um, there is a new caucus or a caucus that's be, being uh, revamped. And I think you were on that, that first call. I think it's the rural oh, yeah. Missouri caucus or right. something. Yep. Uh-huh. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I've been uh, I've, I've been a member of that. Uh, that was the first caucus I ever joined. That was in 20, 2016. I've been, I've been okay. hanging out with them for a while. Yeah, it's a good group. If you okay. can put that in the comments, yeah, everybody sure on here that, that cares about, you know, the issues that the Democrats are fighting for in the state of Missouri needs to be on that caucus. So even if it's not in your district and not in St. Louis County, you have got to get on that caucus to flip those seats in rural Missouri. And some of them are close. And so that, that is what I would say we need to do. We need to yeah. reach out to that, to that more. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a great group. Um, oh, man. The first meeting I ever went was at Moberly. And uh, there was snow on the ground. I remember that because it was a little bit of a drive. And uh, Lieutenant Governor, former Lieutenant Governor Joe Maxwell was there. And he, uh, oh, man, he's... Wish he would run for something again. I've talked to his mom about it. So it's a family in Mexico, Missouri, <laughs> and uh, uh, he was lieutenant okay. governor. Uh, the, the last, the last Democratic lieutenant governor in, in Missouri, because uh, then Peter Kinder took over. And he, uh, man, like he, he just, he understands like what's going on. You know, uh, family that's been involved in agriculture for a long time too. Um, and for those of you who don't know, Mexico, Missouri. Uh, is is a more rural area in the state. Um, you know, actually, not not too far from uh, from Troy, where I was hanging out. And uh, yeah, I, I think, um, man, yeah, it's it's that's a caucus that can do a whole lot of good. So we'll definitely put that in the comments for folks who are interested. Um, you know, definitely check them out and and get involved. Heck, I mean, first meeting, I was like, hey, can the I was the only one from a, from the city. And I said, hey, is it okay <laughs> if I if I hang out? May I came in my I'm suit here. and everything. And they were they looked at me. It's like, well, um, you pay your dues. And I said, yeah. It's like, all right. Well, that's fine with me. And so, I guess so. <laughs> that's it. I mean, you know, it's 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 they're going to be very focused on organizing, getting the word out, a lot of messaging. Um, and uh, you know, I work a lot with them just to bring more people in. Um, it was really cool. Yeah, there were a few state representatives who joined that call. I'm remembering now. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of, lot of cool stuff, cool organizing work that we can do around the state. And that's going to yeah. be, 
happening very soon. So that's a great idea. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, Springfield, uh, you know, there's there's some seats there that can maybe move. And we've got some redistricting stuff that's happening soon. So we don't even know what that looks <laughs> like yet. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Man, so what, what's that? Be, uh, how does that feel be, right now? Like you, I mean, you just you right, you just got in, and uh, and now you know we, the the data was delayed. Man, what a crazy time to be to be mm-hmm. in Missouri government. Uh, how how is that process going right now? As far as the redistricting, yeah. Uh, well, it's uh, it's happening. <laughs> yeah, and, right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it is going. crazy because it's like you know if I want to go knock on doors or 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 people are asking me, you know, about, you know, because you're, you're only in this office for two years. Right. So what I realized is you kind of get voted in. And now after session, people are already kind of, you know, they, they, we, we have to keep these seats blue and we can't take it for granted. So we have to fight for those seats and make sure that we get them. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, you know, the redistricting, I could be, we don't know what's going to happen with that. Um, I've kind of tried to keep that just completely to the side yeah. and I just fight, fight, fight. I speak up when I can and, um, uh, don't, don't worry about any of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Probably the best way to deal with that. Cause who the heck knows, but exactly. Yeah. Until we see it. Until you see it. Seeing's believing, right? Uh, we've mm-hmm. got a question. Ooh, we've got a comment from, uh, about Kansas city. Um, all right, let me put this up on here. Uh, this is from Tracy. Kansas City must have help regaining local control. The Republican legislators stop gun safety measures. It may not directly affect your district, but we can't do it without help. So for those of you who don't know, um, uh, in St. Louis, used to St. Louis City used to be like this, um, but there was uh, a time where St. Louis City's uh, police board was controlled by the state. That is still true for Kansas City. That was something that happened in, for Kansas City, it was in the late, 30s, I want to say, and it was because of a lot of, if you haven't read any uh, uh, Truman biographies and all that kind of stuff, there was a very big boss system in, uh, uh, in Kansas City. And uh, <laughs> so the, the control was basically taken away from the local government and given to the state as a result of, you know, this kind of corrupt machine politics, or at least, you know, one side really wanted it and they were playing with each other because that's usually how it worked back then. Uh, but it's never been returned to Kansas City. And so now I know there's, you know, a lot of discussion and, and some politicians are taking some shots at uh, the mayor in Kansas City saying, oh, they want local control so they can defund the police. And then, you know, the, the mayor's like, no, actually, I'm trying to give them more money, but we want them to be accountable to the local people. So there's just like all this stuff going on. But the bottom line is uh, pretty much everywhere in Missouri right now, you control your local police department if you have one. Some of them consolidated, some of them probably need to consolidate, uh, but you do have some input in your local police. There's local control over there other than Kansas City. And now that is becoming, it appears, a very big issue. There are some of your fellow legislators who are calling for a special session right now to address you know, whether Kansas City should have this or not or even the authority that he's been uh, using the budget for right now. Um, so what's go, what's going on with all of that? What are your thoughts about, um, you know, what's happening well, in Kansas City? Well, as far as Kansas City and, and their police department, I honestly don't know a lot about it. Sure. Um, and um, I, I don't really focus on on, on stuff like that um, when, it, when it's having to deal with Kansas City. 
But I will tell you that it's really interesting that so many Republicans uh, in the state legislature that I've, that I've had to say, wait a minute, aren't, aren't we all about local control? Like, aren't we all about having the local governments taking care of things? Isn't that a conservative idea? And why is the state constantly trying to come in here and tell the local governments what to do? And um, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a, a problem mm-hmm. that, that we have. And, um, um, but we, we have been able to push back on some of that. I know House Bill 75 that Representative Mur- Murphy put forward, he, it, it had to do with um, uh, public health orders to shut down businesses for mm-hmm. COVID-19. And uh, he's from St. Louis County. And of course, you know, the conservatives have a huge problem with Sam Page. So he put legislation in that basically said after a certain amount of shutdown that it would then go to the state legislature to decide if the shutdowns could continue. And I made the argument that it should not go to the state legislature. It should go back to, to St. Louis County Council to make that decision, even if it's not St. Paid. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he actually, and I put an amendment forward for that, and he changed it um, to go back to uh, to go back to the local governments. So. Yeah. That's definitely a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's definitely like there's a philosophy around this. And I think, you know, I can understand we might disagree with what a local government is doing. Right. Um, and, and that's fine. Like we can have those disagreements. It just worries me when we see that those disagreements kind of get elevated to the point where it's like, well, let's just abolish all of those folks who are being elected locally and are dealing with local issues. Let's just make it And we're going to take care of it now. Yeah. We're going to yeah. make those decisions. It, it's it's like, like, right. And like you just said, like, I mean, you're, you're going to let rural Missouri decide what happens in St. Louis County. Exactly. And like, during I mean, COVID, you know, there, there was adults going to St. Louis Children's Hospital. Yeah. So what I was trying to explain to them during committee is, you know, if things get really bad, um, and we already have adults going to St. Louis Children's Hospital. Mm-hmm. You know, why are we going to have the state legislator, all these rural Missourians, deciding what's going to happen in St. Louis County with my constituents? So if we have full ICUs, we have a lack of nurses, and somebody has a heart attack or gets in a car accident, and they can't get the proper treatment, you know, these are my constituents. You don't have to worry about it, you know, but th- this is my district. And so, um, that's that's the that's the argument that I was making that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, state state government has its place. But when it comes to certain things, I don't trust the state government right. to decide on a local issue when it comes to health. You know, right. 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 And I mean, that's and we got that change. That's yeah. And that's that's I mean, that's great. A, a lot of um, maybe for folks who are a little bit less familiar. So so. You know, there's these bills, right? Folks are, are proposing laws, and, and you know they're moving sometimes from the Senate, sometimes from the House. So kind of similar to you know National Congress. Uh, you know, there's two chambers, and uh, as as those bills move through, it goes to the other chamber. They have to agree. Sometimes they have to come to a conference and make sure it all is the same. And then there's a final vote. Then it goes to the governor for signature or veto or whatever might happen. Uh, but one of the um, I guess one of the avenues, especially for Democrats, since uh, Democrats are in the super minority right now, 
is getting changes to bills that are being proposed because in all likelihood a lot of these things are going to get passed right and so you're trying to uh, make them better or at least you know less less bad and so um, you know the amendment process I guess I mean in, in this situation it's a great example have you found the amendment process uh, I'm sure it's not you know total it's not a fail safe by any means because they could just reject the amendment but it sounds like you've had at least some success with the amendment process so far yeah, I got that one amendment put on. Of course, you know, they don't they don't put your name on it or anything, but they, right. they did that change. I did get a Republican to say on the floor to accept one of my amendments, and I thought it was going to go through. I thought it was mm-hmm. going to go through, but the Republicans still voted it down. I will tell you uh, a story about uh, Representative Kimberly Ann Collins, and she, she is a freshman in the legislature. She... Um, put an amendment forward regarding food deserts and making sure that people, th- there was going to be a tax incentive for, you know, empty lots so people could create urban gardens to grow food in places where they need more fresh vegetables and, and fruit and whatnot. And she worked so hard on this thing, Bill. I mean, in committee, we watched her and she worked so hard. She got it through committee. The Republicans were on board. She got to the House chambers. She offered it on on the floor, this amendment, and the Republican sponsor of the bill was okay with it. We all thought it was going to go through, and then the Republicans voted it down. Mm. And she left the chambers, and and she was uh, upset. You know, a bunch of us went over to her and gave her a hug, and I was like, I love you, girl. You know, like, (laughs) I, I mean, I just gave her a hug, and I was like, God bless you. She worked so hard on this, and yeah. she came right back in 30 minutes later and filed that amendment on another bill, and the Democrats started to text all of their uh, Republican friends, like, come on, guys, let her get this through. This is, this is, this is food deserts. This is, you know, th- this, is, this is something that has gone through committee. Everybody agrees with it. Um, let her get this through, and she got and that was kind of a, a cool thing to see. So the amendment process um, can definitely be a good one. And you just have to fight for it. I mean, she came right back in and, 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 and made her case again, and they changed their mind. Mm-hmm. So 30 yep. minutes later, same amendment, and they changed their mind. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, nice. It was, uh, it was one of the coolest things that I've seen. Yeah. That's real. I mean, it's really cool. Just like the image of everybody kind of like texting folks across. It's like, hey, hey guys, can you get this together? I mean, the relationships mean so much, right? Um, if you're not working, you know, especially if you are in this position where basically you you have to you have to convince somebody to do this. It's not like you are in full control of anything. Um, you know, those relationships really really matter. I, you know, I wonder. There there was. Um, I always think about this. Years and years ago, there was a senator. Uh, he was from Indiana, wasn't he? Senator By, and he he wrote this um, column upon like saying I'm I'm done, I'm not doing anything. I think he tried to make a comeback later on, but at the time it seemed like it was something. And he said that he was just so frustrated with how uh, really people from you know Republicans and Democrats weren't really talking to each other anymore. Like he was there, and at one point folks had been kind of conversing with one another and they would have, I think he mentioned like some lunches that they would have. And so there were these relationships that got built. I think President Biden talks about this all the time um, when he was a senator and he'd been there for a very long time. 
Uh, I, you know, in, in Jefferson City, um, you know, I, I know that you have made an effort to, like, reach out to folks across the aisle on a personal level. But I wonder, are there, you know, are, are there a lot of opportunities right now uh, in Missouri for, you know, Democrats and Republicans to really just kind of, like, hang out with each other and, and get to know each other and, and develop these kinds of relationships? It sounds like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, because of COVID, I generally don't go out, you know, um, but we had like a, we had this really cool uh, softball charity tournament that, that I got an email that I was invited to. I was like, yeah, I'll do a softball char- charity tournament. And I was just put on this team. And, uh, and I think there was nine teams total. And we each played two teams. Well, the, the people that didn't move on played two teams. And the first team that I played was called the PQs, which I'm sure you know what a PQ is, but PQ for people that don't know is previous question, which the House floor majority leader will put up during debate to shut down debate from the Democrats. And I've been PQ'd my fair amount of times this session. And all of a sudden I'm up to bat and, you know, the House floor majority leader, Dean Plocker, is pitching a softball to me. I couldn't believe it. And then the second, the second game that I played, I decided, you know, they were like, they needed, you know, the pitching wasn't going well for our team. We got crushed the first game because he, he stacked his Pitching's team. important. Yep. He, 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 he got all the best on, on Plocker's team. And so we, we didn't have a chance. I think we lost like 13 to one. But then the second game, I, I like was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to pitch. And all of a sudden I'm pitching against, you know, the Speaker of the House, Rob Viscovo. And... And then at the end, even though they crushed us as well, we all, you know, did the high five. Good game, good game, good game. And so uh, th- those are there. There are those moments where you can, uh, you're kind of putting everything to the side and just kind of building um, those those relationships. Um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't expect it to be with the House Floor Majority Leader or, or the Speaker <laughs> of the House, but uh, it, it it was a good thing. And and I'll tell you about that that second one. Um, I was pitching to, to Speaker uh, Viscovo, and he hit a pop fly, and it was right in front of me, and I could have, I could have like ran and caught it, and I like had to make the split decision of, do I go and catch it and, and get him out, or do I, you know, let it fall, let him get on first base and try to get some brownie points, <laughs> and uh, I let it fall. <laughs> And he got on first, and he ended up scoring. I was like, you know, that's okay. That's okay. So. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, I'm playing a lot of softball. I'm throwing him out immediately. (laughs) I'm probably dropping the ball when it's coming, but I'm throwing him out. (laughs) Yeah, no. Could have caught it. (laughs) That's fine. You know, I I understand. There's a long-term strategy there. So. Oh, that's great. That's a lot. See, I, I, I really do believe, and I, I, this is, I can't believe, I have not talked about softball as much as we have on this one, uh, but I, I firmly <laughs> believe that softball can bring the world together. I do. And so I'm very happy to hear that that is a, a tradition that is, that is ongoing in, in Jefferson Me City too. right now. That's great. Um, issues that you have, re- like, you really want to see... Missouri take a leadership role on you know you're proposing bills and uh, that's your job now so uh, what, what are we proposing what should we be doing here so my main bill 
and what I ran on is cutting property taxes for senior citizens. Mm. So going back to Tower T, that's something that I learned from knocking on doors is, especially in St. Louis County, these property taxes are getting jacked up every year, sometimes 20, you know, 25%. And a lot of people on fixed income, senior citizens, those Mm -hmm. that are disabled, they can't afford those increases. And they're having to ration between medication and, and, and food, and they're behind on their property taxes. And if they go over two years, they can they can lose their house. So we heard some legislation, uh, I, and I was shocked this year. I heard legislation that addressed that issue, mm-hmm. but it was so extreme. It was getting rid of all property taxes, and uh, for a certain age group, or if you paid off your house. But it did nothing to compensate, you know, the public schooling system, the fire districts. And my bill, it gives seniors a break on their property taxes, but it also, the state will compensate so we're not losing funding for the uh, public schooling system and for our fire departments. Mm-hmm. So it's more of a reasonable bill. And uh, um, some people don't like when they hear the word reasonable, but um, <laughs> that's that's my goal. And yeah. I've gone office to office in the hallways of the Capitol and I've talked to Republicans and I get to know them and then I say, well, what are you here for? And they tell me and then I go, okay, well, this is what I'm here for. And 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 the majority of them have been on board with it. Now, the speaker didn't let, my, didn't let me get my bill heard this year, but I'm hoping because I let that ball fall, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then next year he will. And I'll just tell you this, because I've, I've had an interesting relationship with the Speaker of the House. Okay. But second to last week, I, I was standing there in the hallway, and, and he came up to me. There, one of the, like, Don Room, Representative Don Room. He's like the godfather of all the representatives. He owns, like, 602 acres down in the boot hill. He's, like, he's, he's amazing, the knowledge he has. And he had gotten food for all the representatives in the hallway, and I was getting food. And all of a sudden, Rob Escobo came up. And he goes, what's up, Burton? And I was like, turned around. I was like, I can't believe the, the Speaker of the House just spoke to me. So that was the second to last week. So I, yeah. I, I still think that we're on, on good terms. Okay. But, but cutting property taxes for seniors, yeah. um, that's, that's, my, that's, my, that's my biggest one. And if I can get that through, I'll be, I'll be very happy. I've also had a problem with the fact that we're starting to hunt the Missouri black bear for the first time uh, ever. Um, and, uh, 40 black bears can be hunted a year right now. And I've had a big problem with that because I think it's just one of the most majestic, amazing creatures, especially in the state of Missouri. And, um, I got a call from the Missouri department of conservation today. Um, they're going to take me out on June 4th to, um, do some research on some bears. So I'm kind of working with that issue as well. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Um, oh, that should be fun. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, you know, um, I think I, I, I think the Speaker of the House, um, you know, it's it's because I, I I get to watch a lot of the sessions and you know I actually look at a lot of the bills that are being proposed and I kind of post them um, when session is open so that folks can get public comment and uh, you know I think I think um, you know I, I I personally have a lot of respect for him and the way that he's managed. Um, you know, session, and, you know, there are certainly things that we disagree on, but heck, I mean, you can't really find people who don't disagree on something, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's good to hear 
especially from like the relationship standpoint, um, you know, how, how that's, how that's progressing and how that's maintained. I, I just think it's such an important part of, of government in general, because you lose that, you really lose so much and so much access. And then people are just kind of, oh, I'm just putting up something and we're not even listening to you. And that doesn't help anybody. We really want more voices in this whole thing. And um, the more the merrier. So uh, that's fun. So you're going on a little bear trip. That would be a, that would be a good time. <laughs> if you see any, let us know. Man, you know, we've been trying, we've been trying to do some of these shows on the road now. Um, and uh, we've got some good ideas for some. We might be at a, a local fair near some folks pretty soon. We'll announce that later. But uh, yeah, I don't know if we'd, uh, uh, if you do see a friendly bear who wants to be interviewed, let me know. We'll, we'll, we'll book the bear. <laughs> I'll take a picture. Okay, that's fine. Pictures are, pictures are probably good. Uh, yeah, that's, um, um, yeah, the property tax thing, I think, is such a, is, is a really important one. I know there were a number of bills that were, that was on that topic. So it sounds like there probably is some potential movement there. Uh, maybe next session, I know this one kind of ended in a, uh, more of an abrupt way, but, um, yeah, it sounds like that that's... Which is good for, which is good for us. Right. Yes. Yeah. Anybody who's, uh... Yeah, well, you know, I don't know. Maybe you'll be singing a different tune if they call special session. You have to lift yourself back over there. So oh, no, all these things are going to come back up, you know. Yeah. All, all these things are going to come back up. But they got to go through the whole process again. Yeah. Yeah, which is right, exactly. So that's that's a whole lift right there. Oh, we do have we have a couple questions. Okay, so before we close it out, we've got a couple uh, questions on some policy stuff. Um uh, we had a qu- okay. So here's a question about oh, a bit, there was a bear sighting. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, all right, here we go. So this is from uh, Melissa. Hi, Melissa. Hello. Uh, so it sounds like so it likes your bill about the property taxes. Ozark just had a bear sighting today. Wow, that's. Uh, what do you think about the proposed bill about not teaching critical race theory? Um, that was a bill. It was proposed. It actually did. A whole lot more than that. It wasn't just, it wasn't just critical race theory. Which, by the way, like all these folks who are talking about it, I mean, they don't even know what the heck this thing is. It is like something that some debate students in high school were using a bit, uh, and that you talk about in some of these college classes that I could never handle, like upper philosophy stuff about oh, how do we see this through this kind of lens or that kind of lens, a capitalist thing, and it's just like, I don't know. I mean, I just like to read, and that's pretty good. But, uh, you know, some some folks are really into it, and there's, like, all these conversations with professors and stuff. Um, but it's really this bill was, was so wide-ranging. I mean, it talked about, like, not teaching about uh, people and, and, like, saying, like, you, like it, it sounded like, like to the point where we can't talk about, you know, enemies of each other in a war, for example. Like, World War II would be very difficult to teach if you're talking about uh, folks who are being persecuted or folks who are doing the persecuting or or societies that were, like, in this... It was just all over. I mean, it even included some, like, local uh, public radio, like, lesson plans and stuff. I don't know. That thing was pretty wild uh, to me, but... Um, yeah. You know, it, yeah, it, I don't know. It wasn't... It wasn't... From what I, from what I read of that bill it wasn't just addressing critical race theory it was like Elijah just said it was going to the language in the bill was so just so vague that it could pertain to so many different things that would not be taught in school 
And that was a huge, huge problem. And thankfully, we got that bill stopped. Um, I have not read Critical Race Theory. Um, that is something that I'm going to be doing um, uh, as we're out of session so I can have a better idea of it. Same thing with the uh, 1619 project. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it was something that was debated. Um, it, it was debated uh, uh, quite a bit on the floor, and we were able to stop them from preventing teaching that. Because we all know, I mean, if you're paying attention, we know the way that we grew up in the public school system. We didn't really learn the true history of, of quite a few things. Right. And it's important to teach the actual history and what actually happened. Um, it doesn't mean that, you know, we're a racist country. Um, uh, we can still have systemic racism problems, which we obviously do. But the whole term, you know, we're a racist country is just kind of a strange thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, and, and so that's going to be uh, coming up again. But it's very important that we teach students the actual history of what happened in this country doesn't make you a bad person because you're white. It just means that we're learning about the actual history. So I can't speak on it too much until I read that book. Um, um, but um, we were able to stop it um, this session. And, and I'm sure it's going to be coming up again because right now the Republicans, it's all about the culture war stuff. Mm-hmm. It's about mm-hmm. what they see. You know, I, I watch a fair amount of Fox News and it's about what they see on Fox News. Right. They talk about it all the time. And so um, it's just to create a lot of fear and whatnot. But but we have to teach, we have to teach uh, actual history. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you know for for far too long. And here's the problem, right? If if you don't teach history as it happened, right? And you know, like here, you want to talk about some other theory? We can talk about well, who's actually writing history and doing all this. But that's like that's where we are now, right? We're looking back and we're saying, um, you know, what. What are we going to teach kids? And, and part of that educational component is, you know, we hope that, that our kids then, you know, take over and they do a way better job than us. And the way that you learn from uh, uh, history is you have to learn history and you don't make those same mistakes again. But then you, you get like stuff like this that's thrown together so that we can get a headline. And this is happening all over the country. That's the, what, the thing that really infuriates me is when we have bills in Missouri that are not just for Missouri. Like they are somebody Xerox the darn thing. Sometimes they even forget to change the state name when they propose it, but not so much <laughs> in Missouri. It's happened in some other place. It's just like like it's like, why are we talking about this right now? It's like that's not the problems here. We know that's not the problem. We can talk about, uh, just like you were talking about, like for seniors and property taxes and staying in their homes or or small businesses. Medicaid that expansion. Are, yeah, Medicaid expansion. Health care. For, for P- and now not just Medicaid expansion, for, but heck, for, the whole system is being defunded right before our eyes because we can't, you know, come to an agreement on I – mean, somebody just wants to make some point about how uh, pro-life they are. And sorry, I'm going to be ranting a little bit here, but you could all see this. And then they're, they're talking about how we're trying to stop all this money to, from going to abortion. None of the money was going to go to abortions. It goes to contraceptives. We don't have that issue. And just like folks who are coming in and, and just want to make it about them instead of making it about serving the public – that's what really infuriates me. And uh, I, oh man, when I see those bills that are just like, why am I hearing about this in multiple states? And why have I not heard of this being, I, I mean, I've been teaching for a long time and uh, I, I work with kids all over the state. And 
man, like I, there are some scary stories that we can pull out of the hat anywhere you want, but uh, those are few and far between oftentimes. And there are some seriously scary stories about things that are happening. Um, and, and thankfully, we're doing some stuff about that, like some of these uh, 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 whatever they were like boarding school type things that were unregulated and thank goodness we did something about that and it's taken far too long to do it but yeah, those are right. actual but issues Carrie here Eagle did did, yeah. did a lot of work on that which which was really amazing but the, the reality is is that you know the people voted for medicaid expansion i yeah. mean that that's just the reality and it's and they voted for it which means it's in the missouri constitution so when it's in the Constitution, this is something that we should be doing and should be funding because it's the will of the people. And we also have to keep in mind, this is health care for the poorest Missourians. It's not a single-payer health care system. It's not health care for all. This is for the poorest Missourians. And that's what the people wanted. Right. And so um, it, it, that, that part is disappointing. And I'm on, I'm on committee for um, special committee for small businesses. And I remember one time when we were hearing a, a, a bill from from the budget chair, and it was about to overturn the will of the people again for the minimum wage for $12 an hour. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm like, here we are during a pandemic where we have small businesses struggling. Yeah. And we could be, and we have money to help them get through this pandemic. And here we are voting on to reduce the minimum wage. Why are we voting to reduce the minimum wage? when we're in small business committee and, and these small businesses are struggling right now. So those are things that um, I typically speak up about mm-hmm. and uh, I let them know how I feel. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. You know, they're, 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 uh, this is, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's so important because those small businesses are still struggling right now, you know? Right. Right. Man, well, God bless you for doing it. Uh, it's, uh, man, I know it can get frustrating sometimes, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's work, and we need folks to be there representing, so it's uh, certainly greatly appreciated. Um, man, I know, man, we, look at this. We're already past seven. I did not mean for that to happen, but you know what I'm going to do for you? Oh, yeah. I always do it. <laughs> I want to give you a chance, Mr. Representative, uh, to, to let us know, like, any, any closing thoughts that you've got? Um, you know, the, 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 the floor, the virtual floor is yours. Okay. Well, I, I would just say for the people that, um, you know, if you care about the ideas that, you know, President Biden wants to get done, if you are so excited that, you know, our previous president is not there anymore, but you're happy that this new president is there, and those are the ideas that you stand behind, you know, get involved in Missouri politics and um, find a candidate and, and, and fight for them. You know, I know it can get mundane, you know, asking for phone calls and emails and all that stuff, but they really do make a difference. I've seen it myself. I mean, we get all of those emails, we get all of those phone calls, and when we've seen those larger groups come in and make their point, they've really made a difference. Mm-hmm. And so the one positive thing that I would say is the power the power really is in the hands of the people and that's the one positive thing that i've gotten out of this experience so far in my five or six months being in the state legislature and um the good news is i've never had a lobbyist offer me money for a vote 
Um, now, that might just be because they know that would be a bad idea with me or I'm not on big committees, but that's never happened. So that's a good thing. That's good. But the power really is in the hands of the people. So find those candidates. Um, I'll give you a good one right now if you're in St. Louis County. Look up Ann Zimfer and, and follow Ann Zimfer. She's going to be running again for, for a seat, and she's absolutely amazing. And, um, and, and just realize that, um, you know, the last session or, or last election, we gained a seat. This past session, a lot of Republicans left really pissed off. And I think that means that the Democrats are doing good work. I don't like to see pissed off people, but, you know, when it comes to legislation, that means the, the Democrats are doing good work. And I'm proud of the work that we did. I mean, we, we stood up on that floor and we and we fought. Yeah. Um, and so just stay involved and and and, um, and and keep making those phone calls and, and keep reaching out. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you for everything that you're doing. Uh, a lot of folks put in the comments and they're thanking you, too. Uh, thanks for coming on. <laughs> It was great to Absolutely. have you. Elon yeah. Gross. This guy's like my hero. And I'm like, can you, he's like, you want to come on my show? And I'm like, oh my gosh. Yes, of course. I love this guy. So it was an absolute pleasure, man. You can tune into our programs live on Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, or at eladgross.live. You can also submit questions and see all of our previous programs. If you'd like to get more involved in our government, visit TakeBackMissouri.org and sign up to volunteer. Until next time, this is Alad Gross, and thanks for listening to the Alad Podcast.